Welcome to another episode of Heart to Heart. Today we are talking about an amazing technology that is commonly used in cardiology. Imagine being able to look at a live video of your heart beating. This technology is called echocardiography. Commonly called an echo on the hospital floor, today's topic on echoes will tell you everything about how it's used in today's hospitals. Heart to Heart is a series made for you, the patient. We hope to better public health and help you really understand more about your heart. If you are suffering from heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or you really just want to learn more about your heart, then you should be listening to Heart to Heart with your hosts, the Yusuf Twins. We will delve into many topics across the field of cardiology to help you improve your health. Don't be confused. Be healthy. I'm Muhammad Yusuf. And I'm Ahmed Yusuf. Our guest today is Dr. Sarah Nice, one of the best heart specialists in West Virginia and an alumni of the West Virginia School of Medicine. Dr. Nice has treated heart patients in Charleston, West Virginia for over 30 years. Welcome, Dr. Nice. Thank you very much. So what is echocardiography? Echocardiography is one of the uh, primary tools that we use in cardiology to evaluate the heart. Its uh, technology has been around for probably about 45, 50 years. Um, and basically, it's shooting sound waves into the body to create an image. And it's kind of magical how the machine takes those sound waves and creates a picture from inside the body. Uh, we use it to look at the heart, but it's the same technology that's used to look at babies, to look at gallbladders, to look at aortas. And we uh, use it uh, very frequently in cardiology as a frontline tool to look at heart muscle function, valves, heart damage from heart attacks, things like that. Why is an echo short for echocardiography? Why is that performed? Usually we perform an echo when we want to look at uh, how the patient's heart's functioning. If they're having shortness of breath, we might want to know if the heart's squeezing well. If somebody hears a murmur, we may want to look at a valve to see if it's leaky or sticky. We may want to look and see if there's fluid around the heart. So basically, it tells us a lot about the squeeze of the heart, how big the chambers are, and how well the valves are functioning. So you can basically look at the heart without doing anything invasive. You can look at the heart. It's a very non-invasive study. It usually takes about a half an hour to do. It's like having a microphone with jelly rubbed over your chest. In this day and age, the images are really very pretty and give us a lot of information. So there's no pills, there's no IVs, there's uh, no exercise. It's, it's literally just a picture of the heart with a probe put on the chest. So something that I've come across, even myself, I get confused all the time. What's the difference between, say, an echocardiogram and an EKG? 
So sometimes people get confused between the two. They get very much confused. So an echo is is an actual picture of the heart itself. An EKG, which is also non-invasive, is a picture of the electrical activity of the heart. And that involves putting a bunch of little sticky things all over your chest and your arms and your legs. And honestly, EKGs are done much more commonly. They cannot see the chambers. You don't see the heart physically. What you might see is the heart rhythm. You might see a heart attack on an EKG. It's a bunch of little squiggles uh, representing the electricity of the heart. And that's done all the time. An echo is, is, is not done as often. Are there different types of echoes? There are different types of echoes. There's, um, I think people are probably familiar with um, the echoes that they do on uh, babies in their mom's tummies where they can now do 3D echocardiography, uh, which gives you a lot of detail. We're currently doing that with hearts as well. The standard echo is not usually a 3D echo, but uh, we still get a lot of information. There is an invasive echo called a transesophageal echo where we actually look at the heart from um, in the swallowing tube. And that is an invasive procedure that we do less often to look for really, really tiny things that you can't see, like blood clots and things like that. Now, I'm familiar with another type. It goes by TTE. Transthoracic echo. That's the mm-hmm. echo with the microphone on your chest. The jelly study. So that's a transthoracic echo, right? That's, that's the usual one. That's the normal one. When people talk about echocardiograms, they're going to be talking about transthoracic echoes. Basically... Okay looking through the thorax, through the chest, to look at the heart. So you said EKGs are done more often than echoes. Can you tell us if someone has a normal EKG, when might the doc want to do an echo? When is an echo indicated? So let's say that you are complaining of shortness of breath and you have a perfectly normal EKG. That doesn't tell me if your heart's squeezing well, if maybe the chambers are bigger than they should be, if you've got a leaky valve. So even with an absolutely normal EKG, you could still have something abnormal on your echo. So the biggest reasons we do echoes are, I think, for symptoms of shortness of breath, for valvular abnormalities, for pulmonary abnormalities sometimes, uh, and if somebody's had a heart attack we can estimate the amount of damage with an echocardiogram. We can tell you how well your heart's squeezing, and we actually can give that a number we call an ejection fraction. Now, are there times when your heart may, the echo may show that you have good squeeze, but there's still some abnormality? Yeah, there are several things that can happen with the heart. You can have too much fluid and be short of breath and have a good heart because your heart may be too thick. And so the pressure kind of builds back up into the lungs. And you can see that on an echocardiogram. You can have valvular abnormalities, which make you short of breath. Yeah. So you can have a bad heart or a good heart and, and still, still be short of breath. Is there anything patients need to do to prepare themselves the day of their echo? If it's just a standard echo, they really don't need to do anything. Um, you can eat, you can drink, you can, you don't, you don't have to do anything to be prepared for an echo. We can do an echo 
whether you've slept well, you haven't slept well, mm-hmm. whether you've eaten or not eaten, it doesn't really matter. How long does it last? Usually an echo takes about a half an hour. Um, sometimes a little longer, sometimes a little shorter, but it's standard echo is probably about half an hour. Can you go through sort of what goes on during a normal echo? So during a normal echo, you will probably get at least partially undressed so that the, the echo tech can get to the chest wall. I mean, they'll keep you covered. And then they'll take their echo wand microphone looking thing, put a little jelly on it and find um, several spots on the chest where they can find pictures of the heart. And they will roll the echo probe around to, to look at the heart from several different angles. There usually isn't any pain. Sometimes there's a little bit of pressure if the echo tech has to push a little harder to get prettier pictures than they would be able to get otherwise. But um, So they'll take a picture of, of the heart squeezing. They'll put something called Doppler on. Doppler is essentially like radar, and it's a way to tell uh, how fast the blood is moving in the heart. And, it, and it's literally like a radar gun. The cop shoots a gun at you, and it has sound waves in it. And depending on how fast you're going, which direction you're going, the cop can give you a ticket. The same thing in the heart. The blood's going in one direction or the other, and depending how fast it is, the Doppler echo will be able to tell you how fast that, that blood is flowing. And they can add uh, color to the Doppler as well to tell you what direction. Is that right? Right. There's something called color Doppler, which is a kind of a fancy way of seeing if the blood's going in one direction or the other. What exactly is a stress echo? So sometimes we do stress tests to look for to look for blockages. There are several types of stress tests. You can just get on a treadmill and exercise, and we can watch your EKG when you exercise. There's a nuclear stress test where you get injected with radioactive substance, and, and that gives you a little more information. And sometimes we do a stress test with an echocardiogram. Generally, it's done with somebody on a bicycle, and they ride a bicycle, and we take a picture of the heart as somebody exercises. And a normal heart, all the walls of the heart will squeeze in symmetrically and the heart gets kind of hyperactive. And if you have a bad blockage, there may be one of the walls of the heart that doesn't squeeze in like the other walls of the heart. So it can help you see what the baseline heart function is and then what happens to heart function when you make the person exercise. So we can indirectly assess if there's a blockage or not. So what I'm hearing is you can literally take a live picture of someone's heart while they're exercising. You can. Wow. It's a little technically challenging, and some people are more technically challenging than others. But, um, yeah, we can get usually a pretty good picture of the heart while people exercise, which is pretty amazing. Absolutely. So do we have to put the jelly on there? I know a lot of patients don't like that cold feeling. It gets all over the place. The jelly makes the pictures prettier. You need good contact between the chest wall and the ultrasound probe. So, yes, you need some sort of jelly. You can warm it up if need be. I think of it as oil of Olay. (laughs) 
Are there any side effects that patients should know about after having an echo done? There really are no side effects. As far as they know, there's no long-term problems with echocardiograms. Um, it's a very safe procedure, and that's why they can do it on hearts, on gallbladders, and on... Even babies. Even babies, and they can do it on babies in utero. So it's really a, a very safe procedure, and it's portable. You know, if, if a patient's in a ICU, we can take the echo to them, which is kind of nice. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Echoes are becoming small. The machines themselves are becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. And I think in the very near future, patients are going to see people carrying their own tiny echo probes around, attached to their cell phones, taking pictures of hearts. Unbelievable. And that technology actually already exists. I think it's probably going to replace the stethoscope. We won't be listening to hearts so much. We'll be looking at hearts. Well, that's it for today's episode on echocardiography. I'm Ahmed Youssef. I'm Mohammed Youssef. And I'm Sarah Nice. And until next time, stay heart healthy. If you are curious to learn more about your heart, and more importantly, what you can do to keep it in great shape, you can find more informative episodes like this one by searching Heart to Heart on Apple Podcasts or Heart to Heart Cast on YouTube.